What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast, episode 100. We have made it, guys. We have made it to episode 100. It's a joyous occasion. I'm in a celebratory mood. Um, and it's kind of ironic that our channel got monetized right before our 100th episode. I think that this is just all coming full circle, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But we got some news to get into. We got a lot of news to get into. Uh, but before we get into the nitty-gritty of this episode, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. We're about 30 subscribers away from our 1K goal. I'm going to send you guys to a Washington Commander game on our dime, on our behalf. So go ahead, um, and you'll never know. It could be you. Go ahead, tell a friend to tell a friend. But while you're doing that, go ahead and hit that subscribe button while you're at it. Episode 100, and as I do for every episode, I'm going to give you a timestamp. Today is Tuesday, October the 31st. It is Happy Halloween. We at the end of spooky season. Happy Halloween, guys. And it's about 4.36 p.m. We are about 36 minutes removed from the NFL trade deadline. And the Washington Commanders were at the epicenter of the entire league today. What? When you guys checked out my last podcast episode, I kind of feel like a prophet. I told you that I wanted them to blow this entire thing up. I wanted them to blow this entire shit up. Well, guess what? They did. They answered my prayers. And I don't even know if this, if, if they're prayers. I don't even know if I'm calling them prayers. Because, guys, remember, like, Stunner will admit it. I'll admit it. I'm emotional on this side. So, once I heard that Montez Sweat was traded to the Chicago Bears for a second-round draft pick, and that Trace Young was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a third-round draft pick, even though... Even though I told you, I sat here two days ago and told you that I wanted them to blow this entire shit up, and I specifically said that both of those DNs can go, I couldn't help but to feel a little somber. I couldn't help but to feel a little somber, get a little upset. Uh, and it's not the fact that I was mad at the trade or anything, but you know, when you got guys that have been a part of your favorite organization for, in Montez's sweatsy uh, case, five years, and Chase Young's case, four years. You know, you grow a little attached to him. And, you know, we've been here. We've talked about how we think that Chase Young is cooked. We talked about how we think that Chase Young doesn't want to be here and things like that. Well, at the end of the day, I do feel some type of way that he's no longer a Washington commander. But stepping back and looking at the big picture thing, big picture lens of things, um, I think that this was the best move for both organizations. So let's get into the nitty gritty of these trade details. Well, the trade details started. Or well, the trading started with the Washington Commanders at about 12 o'clock today. I think it might have been a little early at about 11 o'clock uh, today where Adam Schefter broke the news that the Chicago Bears had traded a second-round pick for Montez Sweat. And to be honest, I was instantly ecstatic about this trade. We clearly won this trade. We clearly won this trade. Listen, we got a second-round pick from one of the two worst teams in the NFL, record-wise. Because I know they beat us. So I don't know if we're much better than them. We have the potential to have a top 35 to 40 pick. Top 40 at the worst. For Montez Sweat. Who now the rumors are starting to come out that, you know, the Washington Commanders feared that they were going to be able to potentially sign him to a long-term deal at the end of this season. You know, those rumors always come out once the trade is made, but never before then. I wonder why. Um, so you can, you know... Question the validity and the credibility of, you know, that trade rumor and things like that. But if that does hold true, and if that was true, 
getting a second round pick for an expiring contract for a guy that could have potentially walked away for nothing is a win-win scenario. It's a win-win scenario. Now, I hate to see Montez Sweat leave, and I think that he was probably our most dominant defensive line, defensive lineman up until this point this season. But, like I said, if you have the threat of him leaving, this is the move to be made. And I just can't help to sit back and think that after week one, when Montez Sweat had such a dominant performance after the Arizona Cardinal games, who would have thought that seven weeks later, he would no longer be a Washington commander? That's kind of crazy to sit here and think about. And then when you go back, I just looked at my photo roll um, on my photo album and just typed in 2019. That's when we selected both Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat to be a part of this organization. And I have a picture of them like, they're holding up like their, both of their draft jerseys in front of the Lincoln Memorial. It's a rather somber picture when you realize that neither of these guys are not only no longer a part of the organization, but in Dwayne's case, he's no longer alive. So, I mean, this is kind of where all the feels come, right? And, you know, what is an emotional day with the NFL trade deadline? I mean, but I think this is good for both sides. Uh, Montez Sweat. Uh, goes to, and it seems as if, you know, the Chicago Bears have no shot of making the playoffs, right? But it seems like they're willing to sign Montez Sweat to a long-term deal at whatever cost that he wants, and they're going to have hella cap space, so they can't do it. But if they aren't, and if they aren't going to do that, and if they don't plan on it, we just fleece the Chicago Bears. We just fleece the Chicago Bears. A top 40 pick with somebody that had the potential of leaving, you won. Ain't no other way to looking at that than you won. But I can't help but to sit back. I was ecstatic. I, I, I'm going to put you through, you know, I'm going to put you in my point of view, first person point of view in my lens. As soon as I saw the Adam Tuff Schefter tweet, I was ecstatic. Went to the photo album, got a little bit of sad. Saw the picture of him and Dwayne, got a little bit sad. Then I remembered that it was going to be a potential top 40 pick. I was ecstatic once again. Then I remember what we do with second round picks. And I tweeted it. And if you don't, if you aren't following us on X, what are we, are we calling them tweets on X now? I X'd it. I posted it. And I mentioned that, you know, the excitement was there once I realized that we had a top 40 pick. But then you sit and think about our track record with second round picks. The excitement kind of dwindled down a little bit. And a lot of people were like, dude, that was with an OGM, dude, that was with an old regime, da-da-da-da-da. Well, guess what? We failed at drafting second rounders through multiple regimes and multiple steps. We have failed second round picks in, under Vinny Serrato. We've had failed second round picks under Bruce Allen. We've had failed second round picks under Scott McLuhan. And last but not least, we've had failed second round picks under Ron Rivera. So yes, there is a new GM in here. But across different regimes and different staffs, it seems like the, the second round has just fucked the Washington Commanders, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, whatever you call it. Because the second round been fucking us for years. So no shit, Sherlock, and I'm glad that you guys pointed it out. Because you guys must not really be in top with Bleeding B&G. You must not really know that we really know this football thing like the back of our hand. Y'all must not know that. But thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for giving me that information that you thought I might not have known about. And I saw um, somebody was talking, hey, hey, man, you don't know if they can parlay these into three third rounders. And I know that he was being kind of funny. 
uh, and kind of sarcastic because we have seen the hit hit in the third round. But that might be the best option. I'm listening to like Grant and Danny, and Grant, who's ecstatic about these trades, he's talking about how uh, a top 35 pick can be looked at as a potential another first rounder. No, it can't. No, it cannot. We are time in and time out. Listen to any draft analyst or anybody throughout the NFL draft weekend. They talk. They steadily talk about how there aren't 32 first round talents. That there's about 15 to 20 blue chip first round talents, and then the rest of the guys can be taken from anywhere from the 20th pick to the middle of second round. You hear that in every draft. So don't tell me that the 35th to the 40th pick is another first round pick. It's not. It's, you're fooling yourselves if you believe that. You're fooling yourselves if you believe that. But to get a second round pick, nonetheless, is a win. Especially when you're blowing this shit up like it looks like we're doing. Especially if you're blowing this shit up like it looks like we're doing. Like I told you in my last episode, I need the Washington Commanders to take a page out of the Washington Wizards playbook and to start to rebuild. Well, guess what? They're doing that. But right after I said that on Sunday, yesterday I had to sit through a Washington Wizards game that I couldn't even get through to halftime because they were losing by 40 points in the first half. So I'm expecting to dealing with some lumps, some bruises, and be taking some warts throughout the rest of the season. Because no matter what you think of these players, we did let go two of the best defensive ends on this roster. No matter what you think about their rank in the NFL, their rank in the NFC, their rank, whatever you think about that, they were the two best defensive ends on this roster. Now, I'm not saying that I disagree with this trade, and I'm going to talk about Chase later. Matter of fact, let's talk about Chase now. So, Chase Young, that news just came out about an hour and a half ago, around 3 o'clock. Chase Young was traded for a third-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers, and that pick is looking more and more like a quasi-compensatory uh, pick. Don't love this trade as much as I love the Montez Sweat one. And you know, we've been more critical about 99 than 90. Don't know if I love this trade as much. Because just as Grant is trying to look at a top 35 pick as being, what, a first round pick? You can look at a compensatory pick in the third round as being closer to a fourth round pick. If you want to play that game. If you want to play that game, because we can play that game. And, you know, Chase Young is three years younger than Montez. He does have more injury history, which is why I think he does have a longer, you know, injury track record, has, you know, a bigger injury history, um, which is why I think that he didn't go as much um, for as much as Montez Sweat, because I think that Chase Young still has the potential to be a better player than Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat is a tremendous run defender. Um, he's a freak athlete. I'm going to miss using him in Madden. I'm going to miss using the shit out of him in QB spine in Madden because ain't no quarterback running away from Montez Sweat in Madden. In real life, they be scooting away from his ass. But in Madden, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no quarterback getting away from Montez Sweat in Madden. So I'm going to miss those things. But, I mean, Montez Sweat is a guy who in five years in Washington never had a double-digit sack season, right? And I don't want to Ashburn syndrome this. I heard people talking about how Montez Sweat was a top 15 DN. Not really sure about that. Top 20? Maybe. Top 15? Ah, you might be stretching it a bit. So to get uh to get something for a guy who's top 20 or top half of the league in his position that you think might not be coming back? Yeah. But then Chase Young, 
I told y'all that Chase Young was cooked before the season. But guess what? I've been here in a couple episodes since the season telling you that Chase Young is looking like he might be proving me wrong. You know, we men over here bleeding BNG. We're not afraid to talk about or admit when we might have been, you know, looking foolish or looking or being proved wrong. Or have been proven wrong. And I'm not saying that I was going to go all the way out on that limb because Chase Young hasn't been the generational type talent that we brought him in to be with the second overall pick. And that was always my gripe. That was always my initial premise. I never said that Chase Young was a fucking bum. I never said that he was a shitty DN, the worst DN in the league. He he just hasn't lived up to that number two overall draft pick. But I think bouncing back from the injury that kept him out for over 18 months, I think that he showed flashes of being that type of guy. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if, you know, they viewed this as they weren't going to potentially be bringing Chase back as well. I'm not sure why that would be the case. If, you know, you got rid of Montez, you're going to have more than enough cap space. But I'm looking at this as that the Washington Commanders were simply just trying to get rid of Chase. They were trying to wash their hands with Chase Young. They were trying to wash their hands with Chase Young. That's what this move tells me. And then you look at some of the articles like Ben Stanton and the Athletic said that the team looks at this move more like addition by subtraction. Whoa. Whoa. Let's talk you here with people that are locker room cancers or people that are perceived to be locker room cancers. So to hear that about Chase Young, and then you see Chase Young's dad call on Grant and Danny yesterday, listen to the end of that interview if you haven't heard it. Chase Young's father knew that Chase was getting traded yesterday. He knew it. He knew it. He didn't want to commit to anything, and he didn't want to outright just say it because Chase was still a commander at the time of that interview. But he said, man, if we make it through yesterday, I'll call back. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? And I told you before, earlier, I've been telling you this for a couple of years. Chase Young didn't want to be here. Chase Young simply didn't want to be here. Now, his actions showed that throughout the year. But then you see, like, J.P. Finley or whoever it was asked him that on Sunday. It's, that's not a coincidence. There's a reason that they're asking them them type of questions and not other guys that are potentially on the trading block. Everybody's starting to read between the lines. Bleeding BNG was just the first one to do it. That's why you should go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Because you know we're giving you the most raw, uncut, unfiltered analysis. Ain't nobody giving you what we're giving you over here on YouTube. Or on audio-only platforms, you know, like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts. But getting back to Chase, man. Um, and once, you know, Montez Sweat was gone, along with, you know, them... Releasing Jared Patterson at the beginning of this season. Chase's two best friends on the team were gone. And this is somebody that I told you before any of those moves happened, didn't want to be here. So what do you think he felt after those moves that happened? What do you think he felt like? So now he goes to arguably the most talented roster in the NFL. And watch he balls out. Watch he balls out. It's inevitable that one of these guys are going to ball out. Just like all Washington free agents do when they leave here. I.e. Lorenzo Alexander. I.e. Chad Bailey. Chad Bailey was a dog here, but he turned into a Hall of Fame corner with the Broncos. And the list goes on and on. I.e. Preston Smith. I.e. Brashad Breeland. And there's more obvious cases of this same scenario where, you know, the player leaves Washington and they begin to excel. 
I, they they just not coming to the top of my head. But I just gave you more than enough examples. And out of the two, between Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I think that Chase Young is more likely to reach that, you know, player that's going to ball out. Or when we look at those comments, that's be like, oh, oh, why can't we why can't we get that in Washington? Why can't we get that in Washington? We gotta remember this is a guy that had surgery on both knees. They had to do some shit to this patella tendon in one knee to fix the ACL in his left. And that's part of the reason why I thought that he was cut. It wasn't all of his fault. So it was going to take him a while to come back. Now, which was my biggest fear, there might have been a scenario where he had never bounced back and was never close to 100% again. But I don't think that's the case after watching him for the last couple of games. I think that the bull rush is there. I think that the hand usage got a little better. Didn't see as many moves as I would have liked. But still, he's still only 24 years old. Now, I think that the Washington Commanders and his new ownership group, they were kind of wary of giving Chase Young the bat. And this goes along with what Ron Rivera has been saying for the last two years at least, since the 2021 season. When he ran to Michael Silver and told him that Chase had been freelancing. I think that they've been suspect and really, I, I don't know if they think that Chase is all in, right? And I don't think that this was a coach's move. I think that this was an ownership move. If it was up to the coaches, I don't think they would have traded anybody because they think that, they, that we can still make the playoffs. Ha ha, jokes on them. And I think Diane Rossini was the one that said, yeah, Washington's new ownership had a lot to say about these potential moves. Yeah, no shit. No shit, it's Josh Harris' accent. He sees what's going on. And he's trying to stop that shit before it goes further down the, down the drain. He saw 80% of people at um, FedEx wearing Philadelphia Eagle Kelly Green on uh, Sunday. Now, like I said, I was, a, I was, I was sad. I ain't going to lie. I was sad when I saw the Chase Young trade. And it's not even the fact that Chase was traded, but just simply that we got a fucking quasi-compensatory pick for him. And the guys in my group chat, you know, Tay and Todd, Rio, Zach, shout out to my boys, Marshall. I had to call him out on it. And it's, let me start. Call him out is a is a is a is the wrong saying. We had a, a friendly banter. We had a friendly banter. Cause like I told you, I was emotional. I told you I'd blow this shit up, get rid of both DNs two days ago. Yes, I did say that. But we ain't about to have shit, y'all. And I hope y'all be are ready to be. I hope y'all are prepared to be bad for a while. I hope y'all are prepared to be bad for a while. Because as of right now, we don't have a top 10 pick in this year's draft class. So it ain't like we're going to have the potential of drafting a franchise quarterback. Now, if we lose out, that might put us in the top five, which doesn't make doesn't give you the 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 doesn't make it a guarantee that you're going to get a franchise quarterback then either. And then let's say that we potentially couple these couple of draft picks, this compensatory pick, this extra second rounder, and with our first rounder, and potentially do get a franchise quarterback. Well, guess what? Now you're the fucking Los Angeles Chargers. And that's exactly what I told Tay today in our group chat. Now you're the Los Angeles Chargers. So are we blowing this shit up? Are we rebuilding to be the fucking Los Angeles Chargers? Who the fuck wants to be the Los Angeles Chargers? 
with a franchise quarterback, but a defense that can't stop a fucking nosebleed. Well, guess what? The Los Angeles Chargers have made the same amount of playoffs that we have made since Justin Herbert was drafted. One. One. And I still don't know if Sam Howell isn't the answer. So are we stockpiling these picks to help out Sam? Well, guess what? You should have did that last year. Not necessarily stockpile the picks, but you should have drafted guys to help Sam last year. So maybe we didn't have to blow it up this season in the middle of the year. I ain't got shit to look forward to for the rest of the year because I know we about to be fucking ass. We're starting Casey Tuell and James Smith-Williams. I told you I love those players. Why did I tell you I like James Smith-Williams, though? Because he balls for a seventh rounder. I ain't say he was no fucking starter. I said he was a great depth guy. Well, guess what? He got to play 60 steps week in and week out now until fucking January. Are you guys ready to see that? Like I told you, this ain't the NBA. You ain't guaranteed to bring in no franchise-altering talent. Shit, we thought Chase Young was the franchise-altering talent. And you see what that did to us. So I'm just preparing you guys to let you know that we're going to be bad for a while. We're going to be some shit for maybe the next two to three years. And honestly, I ain't even signed up for that. I didn't. Because my basketball team already dog shit. I already know that it's going to be a three to five year wait with them. So what the fuck am I supposed to do when the, when the sports come around? Yesterday was the sports equinox. Where they had baseball, hockey, basketball, and football all being played yesterday. What the fuck am I supposed to do during basketball and football season being a fan of the Washington Wizards and the Washington Commanders? That's just morbid as fuck. That's just depressing as shit. Like, we know we're going to be bad now. And I'm not saying that this was the wrong move. I'm just preparing you guys for what's to come. Say we got to give up all these picks we accumulated today to move up to get that franchise quarterback. Who you going to have blocking them? You gave up all the picks to get them. Who you going to have applying pressure to the quarterback? You gave up all the assets to do that. And they didn't even do that well. Are we putting all our faith in this new GM who we don't know? This new coaching staff, this new scouting staff to just knock this shit out the park? If you are, more power to you. I've been a Washington Commander Redskins football team fan for too long to do that. Yes, I'm going to give Josh Harris a chance. But I'm not just diving in with blind faith. I'm not doing that anymore. I've done that too long with this fucking team. I've done that too long with this team. And this is only be the beginning. This is only the beginning. We see Cam Curl is obviously dissatisfied with the trade. A minute after trade, Chase's trade was announced, he tweeted, bruh. Because I'm thinking he's probably talking about, man, I was holding out. You know, I'm waiting over to the all season. Just for y'all to do this shit. To get rid of my dogs. For us to be ass. He won his money now then. So don't be surprised if you see a Cam Curl extension news come up in the next couple of days. 
But what this does say is that the ownership, the turning over a new leaf, it's a new day in Washington. Ron Rivera and Paddle and Paddleboat Ron and Jack Del Rio are gone. Milk Dud, Eric B and me, he's gone as well. We need to start looking at new potential GM prospects, new head coaching prospects, because that's what it's going to come down to in January. Me personally, Ben Johnson, me please. Ben Johnson, me please. Because you know that this archaic-ass coaching staff thought they still had a chance with, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young at the helm. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm upset with the move, with the move. But the fact that I got to sit through another rebuild with one of my sports teams, that's depressing. That's depressing. And if you were going to do this, get rid of John Allen while you at it. What you holding on to him for? I don't want to hear how good he is for the culture when he has one bitch-ass rent a year. He averages one bitch-ass rent a year. But you telling me that he's good for the culture? He might have been addition by subtraction as well. Get rid of fucking Antonio Gibson. You know he ain't coming back. He's a scrub now. If we're going to have a fire sale, have a fucking fire sale. Blow this shit all the way up so you can get all the picks. So you can trade You can trade some of them for your, your franchise, potential franchise changing quarterback. Or you can stockpile them. And help Sam Howell. Because I told you, I don't know if Sam Howell's the answer or not. But it seems like this ownership group might think that he isn't. Or are we accumulating all these assets to draft some fucking linemen? Ooh, excuse me. To draft some linemen to help Sam. Is that the plan? Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Because honestly, I don't want to go too hard. I don't want to be too harsh until we find out who's our actual GM, who what's our coach. But I need to know the plan. I need to know the plan. Because I don't know if I can sit here through another three to five year rebuild. I don't. Ron told me that shit four years ago. And look at we look at where we are. Back at square one. And I get what you guys are saying about a new ownership. New regime, I get all that. But it ain't like Josh Harris made every move perfect with the Philadelphia 76ers. Shit, James Harden just got traded this morning. That process ain't won the championship. I'm willing to give him a chance. But like I said, I'm done diving in with blind faith. So that'll do it for this episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast, man. Let me know how y'all feel. How do y'all feel about Montez Sweat and Chase Young no longer being here? When you look back on it, you look back, it was just two and a half years ago that these guys were talking about potentially breaking the sack record. Now, not only are they not on the same team, they no longer are Washington Commanders either. What the last 30 months? What the last 30 months? If you would have told me at training camp 2021 that neither Chase Young or Montez Sweat would be here in two years, I would have smacked the shit out of you. But guess what? You better have been right as shit with my handprint on your face. You would have been correct as hell with the shit smacked out of you. 
I would apologize too. How y'all feel, man? The sack bros, what Chase called them the other day? The Twin Towers, both of them are gone. How y'all feel about it? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chats. Be sure to hit that super thanks. Don't forget, become a member of the Bleeding BNG Mafia. Get exclusive access to all content. And you see, we pushing out like a video a day. Ain't nobody doing content like that over here on YouTube. I told you, YouTube stopped paying the boys. So we got to, we forever indebted. We got to give it right back. And we do it for our fans as well. So let me know how you, your reaction to the NFL trade deadline. Let me know if y'all think we're going to be shit for the next couple of years. Because I do. And let me know what you think about the overall state of the Washington Commanders. Thank you guys for tuning in. As I said at the beginning of the video, if you're listening to us on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. If you're listening to us on audio-only platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating, be sure to leave a review. That's how we finesse those algorithms, guys, so that when you're looking for anything Washington Commanders, Bleeding BNG is that number one content hub that you pop, that, that pops up in your search bar. That's, that's, that's how we do it. Man, I just smacked the shit on my table. But thank you guys for tuning in. I got to go. I need a nap. I done been through so many emotions today. I need a nap before I got to go ahead, pass out this candy to these trick-or-treaters. So go ahead, subscribe, and I'll check in on you guys later. Peace.